Welcome to Alignment, an Engage Partners podcast where we get together and chat about the tools and methods we use to solve challenging business problems. I'm Forrest, an Engage consultant. I've been with the QA space for almost three years, and today I'm here with Quentin. A lot of people around here call him Mr. Q to chat about our journeys in the QA space and where quality assurance is headed. So just to set some of the groundwork for the conversation here, what was your introduction to the the QA space? Well, my introduction was kind of by surprise. When I first started out, I had no idea what a QA analyst or a QA engineer even was. Um, I was actually working for a temp agency And the project I was working on uh, was a huge project for the state. It was working around their um, child support systems, getting those systems implemented. There was a time when they needed help. I was like, I'm not doing anything, really. (laughs) I can volunteer. So they said they needed some help testing. And I was like, testing? So what do I have to test? I mean, what is testing? It was like, oh, well, you just look at this and make sure it works like this. So basically, you're looking at requirements and then making sure those requirements are functioning well within that application or that system. And I was like, yeah, I could do that. They pretty much gave me my uh, opportunity, I guess i say, to um, get into this world of QA and start evolving my career around this ensuring quality goes into our products. I think it's it's pretty funny that you mentioned that because I feel like we see it a lot around here at Engage, even through our apprenticeship program and even in kind of my personal experience, a lot of people don't end up running straight to QA. It seems like it's it's something that is thrust upon them. When I graduated from college, I just you know graduated with a bachelor's in software engineering, which was a pretty broad program. And really one of the only tangible offers that I had coming out of college was for a um, a QA position, you know, up here in, in Cincinnati. So, and, and even still, like, some of the people that I met in that position um, were not really QA or even software developers by default. You know, one of them, I think, was a mechanical engineer coming out of college. One of them, you know, hadn't really had that much computer training throughout their life to begin with. So I, I think that your story resonates with a lot of people that, you know, it's not something that you really see a lot of people seek out. But I feel like once you're in it, it's, you know, the, the world really, really opens up for you as far as what you can do and how useful it is in the, um, in the development space. Well, that is definitely a great observation there, Forrest. Probably 15 years ago, I'd say, um, they saw that there was a need for that quality piece to be added or looked at more deeply when you're trying to um, put products out to the general public. And things have changed, I would say, exponentially within the QA space uh, from not being really thought about to being one of the key necessities business and corporations are looking for to having, you know, as part of their SDLC. There is a movement called Shifting Left. Um, where you're trying to build that quality aspect into your code initially so you will have less issues um, when you're getting closer to your production date. And and that's been one of the things that has uh, really 
started to influence a lot of your different methodologies that are out there for how companies will attack their IT issues or problems. Starting out, things were waterfall, where you would have like large periods of time to do your development. Then once all the development was done, they would hand it over to their QA team. I'm using air quotes here if you don't see me. Um, and then you would have like a short amount of time to really do your testing that's really important and crucial to having that quality product out there. Some companies still operate this way. A lot of companies are switching to a more fluidity and agile, being that you can do your development work in shorter increments of time. And that way you have a better approach to getting things to production quicker and having not as much for your QA team to evaluate or do their testing on when you're ready to implement this this piece of code into like the larger picture of things. Yeah, that's certainly been been my experience. Um, you know, I've only been doing QA for three years now, but uh, of all the projects that I've worked, most of them have been agile. And it seems like um, companies that are really trying to keep up and be competitive in the, the technology space are finally starting to understand how important quality is in the agile process. And I feel like in, you know, several of the, the sprint planning meetings I've been a part of and even helped run, um, considering just how long something is going to take to test, what are the variables needed for testing and kind of working between developers and uh, the QA engineer and kind of getting some ideas back and forth between those two parties is, is so crucial these days to really try to figure out how do we prioritize QA and how do we make that a part of the process every step of the way. And even like you said, it starts by shifting left, which is you know one of these really popular uh, concepts these days of you know starting quality as soon as possible. So I definitely see uh, what you're talking about you know, as, as QA is becoming more and more developed. So with all these, you know, different processes being introduced and different kind of shifts in, in mindset from project managers, from developers, and from quality engineers, how do you feel that you've kind of kept up with the, the times in the QA space? Um, so to keep up with the current software changes, because we all know our phone updates every six months, <laughs> um, just like other things, you have to make yourself... Um, adaptable to learning new techniques on how to do certain things or pick up a certain coding language. Testers or QA engineers are becoming more and more centered around a developer's like profile. So when you say uh, being adaptable, it, that's that's something I've even seen in my short amount of time in QA. You'll see oftentimes, you know, a company will pay for a license for something that's only a year long. And after a year, they realize, oh, maybe this isn't working for us. Let's try another license or let's try another technology or another product or another language. And, you know, in these days, uh, lots of QA are expected to know a little bit of automation or at least have some experience in that space. So you see it so often that um, QA it feels especially are, are asked to jump through a lot of different technologies and jump between 
um, a lot of different you know ways to utilize and track quality metrics and in different ways to um, you know just keep up with the the process so I, I feel like adaptability is definitely like you said one of the the strongest aspects of, of a QA yeah and, and with that um... There's a, a new term. It's not new, new, but it's probably several years old now. Um, so an SDEP, which is a software engineering development and test. So it already has like the development piece in that new term that they're starting to classify some of their QA engineers as on these or for some of these um, larger companies. Um, so they're actually looking for developers that have that mindset um, to think like the end user. Um, Developers, uh, someone told me a long time ago, um, had like a God complex. They're the creators of this, and it's like their baby and their child. A long time ago, they used to look at the QA as a person that dropped their baby because we would find their bugs and their defaults or their defects, and that kind of like takes a toll on them, I guess, sometimes. But you have to have that layer of quality there to implement good quality products and when you have that and your credibility of your company, you know, is established with having consistent quality products being delivered, um, your name's going to grow and then your marketability and everything else about your company is going to grow. Yeah. And, and on that note, I think uh, even from what I've, I've seen, I think like a little initiative goes, goes a long way. And some of the, or rather one of the, the best parts about being a consultant and moving between, you know, lots of different clients is you have all of that experience and all of those different technologies and you can kind of like take them with you wherever you go and help improve the process of wherever it is that you decide to end up. And something that I've, I've seen in experience, I've seen it, you know, talked about uh, quite a bit in the space is... Uh, QAs make for really great uh, future business analysts or future product owners because, again, it's all about that shifting left and starting quality uh, earlier in the process. And, you know, when you have a business analyst or a product owner or whoever who has that quality experience, who understands what it really means to deliver a quality product, I feel like that person's going to... Um, you know, have a lot more stake and, and care a little bit more about, um, you know, setting up the foundation for, for a quality uh, piece of software. So I like how you mentioned initiative. Um, I feel that is one of the key components in understanding how to um, get around in the QA space. Um, a lot of initiative uh, or a lot of opportunities are not really given to you in IT there are things that you can do to um, make those things happen, um, but you got to want to make those things happen. So having that initiative um, will really like propel your career in IT, I believe. Um, initiative also plays a part in um, how things are changing right now. I mean, so some of your QAs did not have to have as many development um, developer type skills um, back in the day. Um, now those skills are kind of necessary um, if you're going to continue to adapt and keep up with the times of things and how um, technology is 
you know, continuously evolving all the time. Um, so to keep your presence on that, you have to take the initiative to go out and learn those skills that you need, um, whether it's a new programming language, whether it's like some new methodology that's being uh, looked at at the company that you're going to be working at or the client. Um, but all of those skills that you acquire um, on all those projects uh, continue to grow and evolve you and your skill set to make you more marketable and, I guess, more knowledgeable. just want to thank you a whole bunch, Q. You've been really great. Had a lot of really great insight as to all of your experience in QA. And I hope that some of the newer QAs that are listening to this uh, have a lot to take away. And I hope that there's there's a, a clear path to, to moving forward in the, in the QA field. If you're looking to bring quality into your next project, we'd love to partner with you. Please contact us at engagepartners.com slash contact for more info.